Next week, furry rodents will emerge from ceremonial burrows in towns around North America, leading otherwise rational people to make predictions about the severity of the remaining weeks of winter, predictions that several studies by American and Canadian meteorologists agree are correct less than 40% of the time. Punxsutawney Phil of Pennsylvania, Sir Walter Wally of North Carolina, and our own local celebrity, Staten Island Chuck, are but three of the groundhogs that will be watched closely in days to come by people hoping that these small animals will let us off the hook for late winter snow. As silly as it is, though, in our modern times, Groundhog Day has ancient roots in the northern European celebrations of winter's midway point, known in different cultures as Imbolc, or the Feast of Brigid, and later taken into Christianity as St. Bridget's Day and Candlemas, which St. Bridget is replaced with the Virgin Mary, who conveniently replaces so many pagan goddesses in such holidays. In ancient times, celebrations were closely tied to the earth and its cycles. Around this time of year in northern Europe, the ewes begin to lactate and to give birth in response to the lengthening days. The Gaelic word ewe milk, meaning ewes milk, gave rise to the name Imbolc. And among the stories associated with Imbolc and other versions of this holiday is the Celtic story of snakes emerging from the earth to test the weather. Another such story comes from Scandinavia, where the story tells about a bear emerging from hibernation and deciding whether to stay awake or to go back to sleep. I guess we're lucky that Punxsutawney Phil is a groundhog and not a snake or a bear. Celtic peoples celebrate this day as the feast of the goddess Brigid, who brings with her the light of lengthening days. She is associated with the emergence of the first tender shoots of plants and with the birth of new livestock, the creativity of the spring and the healing of the earth. Because of this, she is also seen as connected to human creativity and healing. She is the goddess of poets and blacksmiths and physicians alike. Psychologist Jonathan Young, who worked with Joseph Campbell, studies the symbols in folk tales and mythology and their power to help us focus on psychological and spiritual struggles in our lives. He writes this of the Feast of Imbolc. The divinity acknowledged in these early spring rites is the goddess Brigid, the queen of heaven. She is the greatest of the Celtic divinities and is closely associated with the land. She is the protector of the wells and the springs. She is the guardian of nature and therefore agriculture. She is specifically associated with livestock. As a fertility goddess, Bridget is also the patron of the poets, artists, and others who create. Hence, her name is invoked at childbirth. He continues, connecting the details of ancient myths to the common struggles in the present using myth and story as archetypes of human life and the qualities celebrated in Brigid as symbols of inner mystery. He writes, The symbolism of wells and springs reflects the connection to the waters of life that emerge from unseen sources. 
In psychological terms, this could signify the wisdom of the unconscious that flows from mysterious origins. The key is developing a practice of receptivity. For example, contemplating our dreams can open us to an awareness greater than our conscious knowing. Bridget's protection of agriculture and poetry underscores the need to tend our inner fertility. Tending our forms of creativity is crucial to a fulfilling life. The ancients believed that gifts of expression were only on loan. We are reminded to remain grateful and to be good custodians of artistic talents. Her association with fire also pertains to the creative life. Finding passion in our work is a major achievement. Handling our energies well requires maturity. It takes effort to find a balance where we have vitality without being consumed. And thus, the ancient celebration of Imbolc, the halfway point in winter, becomes not a silly exercise in watching woodchucks, but rather an opportunity for us all to reflect on how we express our creativity, how we open ourselves to the gifts of the world around us, how we balance our passion with maturity. These are important spiritual lessons. The cultivation of creativity can get us through the rest of the winter. Ancient Celtic people knew this so many years ago, and we can know it today. As the reading of poetry is a traditional part of the celebration of Imbolc, I thought I would find an appropriate poem to share with you today. And for poetry that celebrates the spiritual in nature, one need look no further than Mary Oliver, who wrote this, entitled, The Winter Wood Arrives. Mary Oliver writes, I think I could have built a little house to live in with the single cord half-seasoned, half-not, trucked into the driveway and tumbled down. But instead, friends came, and together we stacked it for the long, cold days that are maybe the only sure thing in the world coming soon. How to keep warm is always a problem, isn't it? Of course, there's love and there's prayer. I don't belittle them, and they have warmed me, but differently from the heart outwards. Imagine what swirls of frost will cling to the windows, what white lawns I will look out on as I rise from morning prayers, as I remember love that leaves yet never leaves, as I go out into the yard and bring the wood in, with struggling steps, with struggling thoughts, bundle by bundle, to be burned. We began this month by letting go of things from the last year. Those of you who were here on the first Sunday in January had the opportunity to write those things on magician's paper and watch them vaporize in a flash of flame. It's only fitting, then, that as we bring January to a close, our month-long celebration of hope look not only to the past, but to the future, not to the dark of winter, but to the warmth of spring, not to the bleakness of our current landscape, but to the colorful carpets of crocuses and bright green tree buds that await us in a few short weeks. 
like the festivals of harvest, Imbolc is a celebration of gratitude for the bounty of the earth. The difference here is that the abundance of the harvest is still many months away. Imbolc is instead a feast of thanks for what is sure to come, a feast of hope and of gratitude that winter does not last forever. Today we light a fire not to destroy the bad of the past, but to create warmth in the present. Today we celebrate the creative energy of fire, the ability of wood to give us light and heat, that creative energy that exists surely alongside fire's destructive powers. As we warm our bodies in the fire's glow, let us ponder the spiritual questions of the season. What is it that keeps you warm? The inner kind of warm, that is. Do you, like Mary Oliver, warm yourself with prayer or love? Do you have your own ways of stoking the fire within you? What is it that you are looking forward to this year? How will you express your creativity in the days and weeks ahead? How are you keeping yourself open to the possibilities that await you? How are you healing the wounds of those things that have hurt you in the past? Are you taking advantage of the healing powers of community, of relationship, of companionship, of love? Have you given your soul, your body, and your heart time to rest and lay dormant before trying to plant new things in it? Are you engaging in your own personal practices of self-care and healing? And what are you preparing to plant in the softening earth of your spirit? What spiritual gifts would you like to be harvesting in the next few months? How can you prepare yourself and your community so that those gifts will come to fruition? All of these things are part of the celebration of Imbolc. We can light candles and fires, eat cakes and watch groundhogs, but the real work of this season, as always, is within us. Joseph Campbell and Jonathan Young write that ancient rituals centered on the cycles and seasons of nature help us focus on different parts of ourselves at different parts of the year, leading to wholeness and inner peace. And at Imbolc, we are given an opportunity to, ple- to bless the ground from which new life will emerge. We are asked to express gratitude for things we do not yet have. We are encouraged to hope and then to create. Let us create together. Blessed be.